Hey there, Rachel Wilson here, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to my bite-sized podcast to help guide, inform, and help you deal with your child's sleep from newborn to four years old. Sleep strategies, interviews, and informed information to give you the confidence to help your child form happy and healthy sleep habits and parenting skills for yourself. Let's get into it. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you're all well and looking forward to, dare I say it, the Christmas holidays which seem to be creeping up on us ever so quickly. Anyway, let's get down to it. This week I'm going to be talking on the podcast about how to soothe your baby with the five S's. Some of you may have heard this uh, this expression, this, uh, this way of soothing babies before. Um, some of you, it might be the first time you've heard of uh, the five S's. Um, but hopefully by the end of this podcast, you will be more informed <clears throat> and understand more about it. So we all know that becoming a parent for the first time, or hey, let's say if it's the fifth time around, it's still going to be daunting it's a challenging time, um, but it is a wonderful time. It, it's often filled with anticipation and for some of us, some anxiety as well. We know that our lives are about to change forever um, and we know that sleep is just never going to be the same again or at least for a long, long time to come. My children are now six and eight um, and whilst we all sleep extremely well, I've got great sleepers um, but when there's a tiny little noise, you, you hear it. Okay. So as a parent, I think you, I think the expression, you know, sleeping with one eye open suits very well. Um, another expression that we often hear is, you know, when we say, oh, how did you sleep? People say, oh, I slept like a baby. So that expression is supposed to denote, uh, you know, a sense of calm, a peaceful, deep and long sleep. But we actually know that, uh, a new baby actually doesn't sleep like that. It can be the very opposite. Um, they don't sleep like a baby, inverted commas. Um, and when they're very upset and restless during the day, it can become a very stressful time. And no notes of calm or peacefulness are heard at all. So what can you do in these times to help your newborn baby calm and settle? <clears throat> well, hopefully this podcast is going to answer that question for you. Um, now, Dr. Karg, he is the famous pediatrician and child development specialist that devised the five S's. He found that, like many of us around the globe, many of us parents and child caregivers agree with him that there are five staple core ways in which we can calm a fussy, upset, irritable newborn baby and help them drift off to sleep. Now, let's remember that the newborn baby, that is from zero to 16 weeks, zero to four months, it's all about supporting their sleep, okay? It's not about sleep training. It's about supporting their sleep. I cannot stress enough. It is about supporting their sleep, I do not sleep train babies under the age of uh, five months and certainly zero to four months. It is all about supporting their sleep. And some people do sleep train at four months, but I start sleep training from five months. Okay, so 
what I'm talking about in this podcast, it's it's about supporting your newborn baby to sleep using these approaches. You are not creating a rod for your own back here. You are laying the foundations for sleep and you are supporting that sleep, which is a great thing. And it's also going to, it's a great thing for your baby, but it's also a great thing for you because it helps you calm as well and bond with your baby. So when should you be using the five S's approach? Well, as we all know too well, us parents who've been around the block at least once or twice or more, babies can get, babies typically get very irritable and fussy in the late afternoon. Just as, you know, us parents are ready to lie down on a floor, don't care whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a bed or a sofa, the floor sometimes will do and just fall asleep in a heap next to the pile of laundry, the uncooked dinner, the shopping still got to be put away. This is the time, late afternoon, around five o'clock, where babies often start to get very irritable. This is known as the witching hour, and it's usually lasts longer than just an hour, more like a few. Um, In my experience as a parent, as a nanny for 20 years, this hour tends to go on from about 5 p.m. in the afternoon till about 9 o'clock at night. It's the longest hour in my watch ever. Now, there can be many reasons as to why your baby can be fussy at this time. I'm not going to go into it hugely on this podcast, um, but in a nutshell, it can be overstimulation from during the day or it could be a reflux gut issue. So this is something else that we can dive into in another podcast. That's another topic for another day. Now, excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat today. Hearing your baby cry can, and it is, at the end of the day, it is very distressing, okay? Now, research has shown that that persistent, that hearing that persistent and constant crying, coupled with sleep deprivation, and and also the feeling of, of sort of unable to, of being unable to settle your baby, can all contribute and increase the chances of PPD, postpartum depression, okay? So by listening to this podcast today, by reading up, by asking questions, talking to your health visitor, your healthcare provider, and equipping yourself with the tools and the knowledge of why your baby is crying and how to soothe them can really help you feel more confident and calmer during these rather loud and stressful moments, this hour, this long hour, five till nine o'clock in the afternoon, okay? <clears throat> so my aim in this podcast, my goal today is for you to, to learn what these five S's are so you have got some tools in your back pocket and hopefully it will help the situation and it will help you understand what to do and how to do it and feel calmer. So what exactly are the five S's? Well, first of all, we know that before your baby is born, when they're in your tummy, all snug, they are in a very, very small environment. Recently on uh, Instagram, I had seen a post um, of a baby. Um, I can't remember the the figures. I think it's one in a hundred or one in a thousand. I can't remember. Babies who are born within the sack. And it was just mind-blowing to see this tiny little baby born, this little creature inside the sack. And you can see this tiny little environment that they are 
literally squashed up into, okay? They are completely squished inside your tummy, inside this this sack, okay? It's almost like, you know, they're in, you could see this baby wriggling around, almost like they're sort of like inside tights, you know, moving around. There's a lot of noise going inside your tummy and around them when you're pregnant. And let's not forget that constant movement is happening. So it only makes sense that the five S's is all about recreating that environment outside the womb. Babies have an innate calming reflex. They're born with this innate calming reflex and that is sucking. So it also makes sense that we need to recreate that sucking um, sense for them, help them. So when they're feeding, you might find that when your baby cries and you feed them, it will calm your baby. They are, of course, sucking and many babies will suck their thumbs or their wrists and that can also happen in the womb. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're hungry. It just means that they are calming. It's, some, it's helping them calm and soothe. So the number one S would be S for swaddling. <clears throat> swaddling is the First thing that Dr. Carp says helps, okay? And it involves, you know, swaddling. It involves wrapping your baby snugly. Think about when they're all squashed up inside you in a soft, breathable blanket, a muslin or a pre-made swaddle. Swaddle? Swaddle. Um, My favorite swaddle is the miracle blanket or if you want something with hands up, it's still enclosed, the love to dream swaddle. By swaddling your baby, it mimics that secure, squished up environment of the womb. It helps your baby feel safe and secure. Swaddling is especially effective in the early weeks and months after birth when babies have that really strong startle reflex and it can often wake them and disturb them from that sleep, okay? Now, remember, it's it's crucial that you must not swaddle your baby too tightly, okay? This can interfere with their natural hip development and pose a risk to hip dysplasia. You've got to make sure that your baby is in the froggy position. So when you're lying them down, their legs will sort of sort of flay apart in the froggy position. You've also got to make sure that if you are using a muslin swaddle or blanket, um, a breathable blanket like um, a cellular blanket, it's not loose enough for them to wriggle and they can get entangled in the blanket or that it covers their face, okay? Again, this waddling can be covered in another blog, podcast. I will put links in the show notes for you to find out more information from the Lullaby Trust on swaddling. Number two, the side or stomach position. Dr. Karp suggests placing your baby on their side or their stomach while using any of the five S's technique, okay? Now, this position can be particularly helpful when your baby's extremely fussy or they've got wind, it's best to practice them when um, when the best way to do it is when they are laid on your forearm. It's called the rugby ball position, okay? And like I said, it can help also bring up any trapped wind as you pat their bottom. Not their lower back where their kidneys are, their bottom. <clears throat> Remember, it's essential and it's, it's essential to ensure that your baby is awake and supervised in this position. And when you come to laying them down in their sleep space, you lay your baby flat on their back in a clear, 
crib with a firm mattress. Never, ever, ever leave your baby unattended on their stomach or their side. Please check the Lullaby Trust for more information on this. Um, you want to reduce the, um, the risk of, of SIDS here. Number three, shushing. It's kind of like innate in us parents as well. As soon as we pick up a baby, we start going shh. So this is one of the five S's. Remember that I said inside the womb, it's a very noisy time. You know, your, your baby is going to be hearing your heartbeat consistently, the blood flowing around, the fluids flowing around, external noises, you talking, traffic around you. So they're used to noisy a noisy environment and shushing is the third step in Dr. Karp's method and what this does it recreates a rhythmic um, a, a rhythmic continuous noise to help calm your baby. Now what is white noise or pink noise for that? It's a consistent sound like a fan, a washing machine. Pink noise is a lower frequency. Um, you can use an app called the Decibel X, X the letter, um, to find out whether the white noise or pink noise that you are playing is at the right uh, volume as well. You don't want it too quiet. You don't want it too loud. Um, find a quiet, a quiet place um, so that your baby is actually able to hear that white noise, that pink noise. <clears throat> Go in that room. Take a deep breath yourself. And that will help calm you. Listening to this noise yourself is going to calm yourself as well. Hold your baby close to you. Skin to skin might even be comforting for both of you. And have that noise on, that white noise, pink noise on consistently. Experiment by all means with different shushing techniques to find the one that best works for your baby. But when I say be consistent, try it for you know three to five days before saying, oh, after 20 minutes, this isn't working. Consistency is key here, okay? You can use your, your own voice, shh, although it can get quite tiring. Um, you can use a white noise machine or an app on your phone or tablet if you don't have a white noise machine. Um, a couple of my favorite white noise machines is the Dream Egg or the Hatch. Again, I will put links in the show notes um, for you to find any of these. Number four, swinging. Again, like I just um, was saying that there is constant movement in the womb as you go about your day, from getting up in the morning, showering, walking around, going to work, doing the household chores. So of course, babies like movement. They are used to it. So by swinging your baby, it's going to provide that rhythmic, gentle motion that feels familiar to them. And it will help them relax and hopefully drift off to sleep. Do you see how all of this is coming together? You might find that when you are holding your baby, you are naturally swaying and swinging. You might naturally start shh. Um, so you might be halfway there already. Um, how can you swing your baby effectively? Make sure your baby is held securely. Um, hold, them, hold them confidently, tightly. Swaddle your baby. Gently rock them back and forth. You could do big whooshing move, motions, movements. Um, again, you might like to hold your baby in the rugby ball position. Your baby might like that as well. And again, that could help bring up any, um, 
any trapped wind. If your baby's getting heavy, you're tired, you want to have maybe arms free, put them in a sling so your arms are free. Um, you know, and maybe you know you could even do some squats if you're doing some fitness or something. Um, I might be getting getting ahead of myself here. Um, you might say, Rachel, when is there time to do any exercise, fitness? But honestly, using a, sl- a sling can be just as helpful, okay? You can have that white noise on at the same time as well. Number five, the last one, sucking. Now, it, sucking is highly, extremely comforting for babies. I cannot stress how comforting it is for babies. Remember I was saying that babies are born with this innate sense to suck. Some are born sucking their thumb and feeding will calm them. Um, feeding, sucking their thumb, it is, it is just they're sucking their thumbs. It's, it's calming them. Not always are they hungry. They just want to soothe themselves by sucking. Sucking on a pacifier can help. Um, <clears throat> it will provide that source of self-soothing. If you're finding, if you're breastfeeding and you're finding you're constantly feeding, um, using a pacifier might actually give you some relief. Now, but remember, guidelines say that only introduce that pacifier, that dummy, once breastfeeding has been established. If you've got any questions or concerns, do speak to a lactation consultant about that. So tips for success. What are my tips for success with these five S's? (laughs) Easier said than done, but stay calm if at all possible. I remember myself getting very anxious and frustrated, um, but try stay calm. Babies are going to pick up on your stress, your anxiety. Um, Take deep breaths. If you need to put on some calming music for yourself, white noise, or even just like a meditation app or something like that that you can listen to in the background, that's going to help, okay? Remain calm when you're implementing these five S's. If you need to take five, that's okay. Ask your partner to take over. Ask a friend, a family. There's nothing wrong with reaching out and asking just, you know, I just need five, ten minutes. Breather, please. Consistency. Like with sleep training, I'm going to bang on about it all the time. Consistency is key. So give yourself and your baby the chance to settle. Giving up after five minutes of doing any one or all of these things is not going to reap results. It's only going to make you feel like nothing is working, giving up, and what's the point, okay? Keep going for a few days. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Now, pay attention to what is actually working. With this consistency, pay attention to how long it's taking. What is working? Is it this swaying? Is it that shushing? Be tuned to your baby's cues and, you know, adjust the any of these five S's as needed. Not every baby will respond in the same baby. So, you know, if, you are work, if, you, if you're practicing this with a sibling, what worked for your, for your older children may not work for this baby. What worked for your mother-in-law 35 years ago may not work for your child or for their grandchild now. So do follow your baby's cues here. And please, 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 I cannot stress enough, safety first. Always prioritise your baby's safety, okay? So whether that is swaddling or um, holding them in a side position, please make sure you are doing this correctly and always lay your baby on their back in a clear crib to go to sleep, okay? 
A clear cot is a safe cot. Please follow the Lullaby Trust for more information on safe sleep practices and swaddles and using any equipment. Again, I'll put the links in the show notes. So to conclude on your quest of soothing your fussy baby during that long hour between 5 and 9 p.m. or any point during the day, remember that your baby's unique. Like I said, every sibling is going to be different. Don't be discouraged if it's going to take some time to figure out what's going to work, what combination of the five S's works best for your baby, okay? With practice, patience, and a lot of love, you're going to find that soothing routine that's going to help you both and, you know, help your baby find peace during these really, let's be honest here, really challenging moments. It's hard. Um keep going it's all right and if you're looking for more support with your newborn sleep um especially their sleep expectations um and sort of wanting to know and understand how to navigate your days come and join me and other new parents on this journey in my next live newborn sleep workshop via zoom hosted by myself and in collaboration with lynette from baby on board spain In this class, I cover understanding the sleep needs of your newborn. I'm going to talk about recognizing sleep cues, creating that safe and ideal sleep environment. I'm going to be talking establishing a gentle routine that works for newborn babies. And I'm not talking about a a structured, rigid schedule here. It's about a gentle routine that you're probably going to be falling into anyway, but understanding what that looks like and how to implement that if you are not there. And I'm also going to be talking about supportive settling techniques, okay? Hands-on, gentle, supportive settling techniques, not leaving your baby to cry, okay? I'm going to be talking about newborn naps, when, where, and how. I'm going to be answering questions as well to resolve any lingering doubts that might be out there okay again i will put the link in the show notes to find out more information about this newborn sleep workshop and if you would like to book on to the next one as always peaceful nights to you all and i will see you on the next podcast bye for now I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please see the show notes for all the links mentioned and don't forget to subscribe, share, rate and review and come follow me over on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a topic you would like me to cover, drop me an email at rachel at rachelwilsonsleepconsultant.com. See you next time.